Yo, what's up? It's your boy Aaron Cole. You're watching the Pin Game 101. Keep it locked. Uh, yeah. Check the pin game, check the pin game. Got your favorite rappers going insane. Then we run the gauntlet like the end game. So what you waiting for? Check the pin game. All right, welcome back to Pen Game 101. This is season two, and kicking it off for us is Mr. Aaron Cole himself, who is right in front of me. You can't see him because I'm talking, and that's how we have the view. But he just dropped an album called Two Up, Two Down, and we're excited to get into it. We're switching up the format of the show, hopefully make it more interesting, more fun, a little more chaotic. Uh, so here we go. Aaron Cole, what's up, man? Man, what up, bro? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Aaron Cole, for everyone watching, just got married. So you're, you're feeling better than, than most of the time, right? Oh, God, <laughs> I'm out the streets. <laughs> he's, out, he's out the streets. He put a ring on it. So listen, we're going to start the show off with a game. And the game is called Build a Bar. And this is where Mr. Cutright is going to come into the fray. So Cutright, introduce yourself. Let Aaron know what Build a Bar is all about. What's good? What's good? Hey, does anybody have a coat? Because I heard we got coal in here, bro. I'm shivering. It's cold in here. You know what I'm saying? What's good, my guy? What up, bro? <laughs> hey, yo, listen, listen, you know what I'm saying? That you from Virginia where all they do is cook macaroni and cheese, collard green jams, all that good southern goodness, you know what I'm saying? All right, oh, my God. Man, there's some super heavy lyrics. You got the clips out there. You know, Missy was out there with the trash bag on. I can't stand the rain. Your boy Colonel Jared Sanders out there, fried chicken and spitting bars. All that goodness, bro. You from the land of the spitters. And we are, we done heard the catalog. You can spit, but this is the part where we put you to the test. It's Two up, two down. You hope you'll get thumbs down. We gonna bring you around. What's good? What's good? What's? Are you ready? Uh, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, yo, listen, well, look, well, this is the Builder Bar. Well, all we're going to do, man, that we're going to help you, you know, show, sharpen your MC skills, show it off. I'm going to take your old school. I'm going to throw you a word. You know what I mean? And all you got to do is just come come with some bars over the joint. You know what I'm saying? So if I say, you know, you have spaghetti, you can hit the eight mile knees, weak arms, is heavy, spaghetti, you know what I mean? Don't be biting Eminem, though. We saying this joint is, is copyrighted, non infringement, just for just in case you're trying to get a YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So I just go free flow. I just go free flow. Yeah, yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? But see, but you you you've been writing since you've been writing, you know. So I already know you good with, with the off the top, like a wig and a wig. You can do it, my friend. I'm a little bit, but I'm a writer, but all right. <laughs> we'll see. All right, listen, all right. Aaron, you you could go like if you could get like two bars in, two like solid bars, you know, he'll throw you the next word. Unless you're you're feeling it and you just keep going, then you just keep mm. going. So the first word I'm gonna throw you is Kalamazoo. <laughs> Hey, wait, Paul's running back. <laughs> Bro, he said, I'm going to throw you a word like spaghetti. Then that man said Kalamazoo. That's I'm, right, man. What that mean? Like Kalamazoo. You never hear Kalamazoo? It's, it's, it's a state. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, state. Now I'm a picky eater, so I don't it's, know what that is. But it's, all right. a state. It's, a, it's a city. <laughs> It's yeah, a, first a of all, it's, first oh, of all, it's a, a state, city. A state, a state. I thought you said yeah, It's a, a city in a state. I thought you said a steak. Oh, nah, nah. All right, all right, all right, all right. A steak, Kalamazoo. That's crazy. In Missouri. Is it in Missouri? All right. Listen, it's not a state. It's a city in a state. That's what I was saying, a city in Missouri. That, that, that's not what you said. All right. That's what okay, I said. <laughs> Listen, I let's, run, let's, run the, the, let's run the footage back. <laughs> it's a city in Missouri. Yeah. All right. You already know how I do. I go from city to city, call it Kalamazoo. I okay, okay. <laughs> back, back on the top of the dome. I don't know, man. Next, ah, oh, that, that was a hard one to go first. Hey, well, hey, we know we're stretching out, stretching out. You know, hey, what you Kalamazoo. Hey, word, I yo, I right, check right, it right, out. Let's go, let's go. Next one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. I called my pops, he said he always proud of me. Going down the street and all the kids saying, uh, dang, ain't got no beat or nothing, hold up. <laughs> uh, going, I called my pops and he always said he proud of me. 
I'm always watching Star Wars, the God, the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Oh, you done, you done stacked it up, stacked it up. Okay, okay, I see you. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. I wasn't prepared for this. I thought I was talking about the album. Let's go. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Oh, we we going to get there. But this is the uh, speed bump. Need the speed Okay. Bump. All right, man. All right. All right, your next one, Body Slam. Um, I grew up watching WWE Raw. <clears throat> now when I spit around, they be like, oh, he raw. Okay. <laughs> going off the top of the dome is A. Cole. You know how I flow going off the top of the dome. Uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, wrestlers was Batista. Uh, dang, I'm trying to make you see. I'm trying to make a whole skin. Yeah, one of my yeah. favorite songs was Batista. Uh, they called him the beast. Not a lot of words that rhyme with Batista. Okay. Now I tell them that they can't see me. I'm John Cena. Mm. Um, I think they get it confused of who I am when I okay. get I get when I get on the track. I just get it with a body slam. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I yo, word. yo, you know, it, it took you a while to get that. I was like, when's he gonna get the word? That reminded me of like when a kid gets in trouble and you ask him, like, why why why'd you do that? And they'll tell you anything. <laughs> Anything? I was trying to make a whole scheme. Like, but that's yeah, not what see, I asked see, you. nah, but you was, but you were scheming, bro. I see you doing Batista, John Cena. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. with yeah. slam, you took the word. That's what writers do, bro. It's yeah. upper echelon, bro. You he, gotta understand. He, he's giving you some hard, some some hard words. That, oh, oh God. Good, God bless. I mean, God bless with this next one. Yo, I yo, son, extra, extraterrestrial. <laughs> oh snap! Extraterrestrial. What does that mean? <laughs> an alien. It's an, it's an alien. Et. Et phone. All right. Extraterrestrial. There's not even words that rhyme with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you. So, celestial. Yes, yeah. yeah, so celestial. Say, say, say. Your rhymes are like a kid. I don't mess with it. Like vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You know, Jesus. I'm finna rest in you. All right, all right. So let's look. We we can skip over words. The last one is cool. I think Kyrie Irving. Okay, man. Um, <clears throat> I just dropped two up, two down, and they say it's the best. When I look into my word, God said, "Let down your nets." So um, mm. <laughs> so I really don't like the nets. <laughs> I'm a Bulls fan for life. My fan from Chicago, so you know I had to do it right. Um, dang. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, blah, 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 whatever I just said. <laughs> and then, I hope you heard me. I got. I got way too many handles like Kyrie Irving. Uh, okay, all right, you know, look, the race is not given to the swift, but to him who endured to the end. So you have endured to the end. Mr. Cole, thank you so much. Well, our house is now a bar because you have built it. So thank you, you have survived the first. All right, that was, that was rough. <laughs> and, that, and that's the show, thank you. <laughs> all right. Oh, <laughs> all right, man. You know, you, you gave it your best. Yeah, I know you weren't I know you weren't expecting this, and that's oh, why yeah. that's why that's why we do it. We gotta yeah, get we here. Yeah. We gotta get the artist. All right, so are you ready now? Are you like officially broken in? I guess, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we got more games like that. Nah, we got other games, but they they won't be they won't be that crazy. Okay. All right. So now we're gonna hit you with some questions about the the project, you know, the album, things you actually know about. Um so so Luke. Lead us off. So uh, my first question, this is just after listening to this album. Talk about how your mom taught you how to rap. Like, can she actually spit? <laughs> nah, so so my uncle was a Christian rapper, like just in the area. And so he was writing my stuff. And then um, there's a video online um, where my mom was teaching me the rap that he wrote. So like my mom was breaking it down for me. Um, 
And it was my mom, my, my dad was recording and my mom was, you know what I'm saying, in the house again, whatever, teaching me to rap, getting frustrated because I was like three years old, you know what I'm saying? And my pops was just cracking up at me. So um, yeah, that's that's when she was saying like, I, she taught me how to rap. So oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. like when I, when I was younger, because I started rapping when I was three. And so he, my uncle was writing my stuff till I was about seven. Um, then he moved away, had twin boys, um, got married and all that. Um, I like chilled for a while. And then when I turned 12, that's when I um, got saved for myself because I grew up in church. And so that's when I say about 12 when I got a relationship with God for myself. And so that's when I started like figuring out how to write and stuff for myself. So yeah, I've been writing ever since. Then you've been writing a song a day. Right. I remember you told me that you did that for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was about 14, 15, um, my pops challenged me to do a song a day. Uh, so I was doing that for, I don't know, like a few months, like a, a song a day. It was crazy. And then when I moved to Nashville, it was kind of like, it was like normal. Like I was in the studio every day. And so I was just making a song a day. So. So you mentioned the word, I believe it was relationship just a few seconds ago in passing. And this is actually one of the comments that I want to talk to you about because you're bringing out two of your friends, Paris Cariz and not Clyde with you for the upcoming two up to down tour, who you yeah. also collaborated with on water for me last year. Yeah. And I think if there's one thing that's really clear with your generation of CHH artists, so I'm talking Paris Cariz, not Clyde, Indie Tribe, What Up RG, 1K Few, it's that you guys have a huge collaborative spirit about you. You guys are always making music together. You guys are always interacting with one another. Yeah. Uh, so I think what I wanted to ask you is, can you talk to us a little bit about the heart in creating together and where competition comes into play in any of your relationships? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say like early on, like before, I'll say before 2019, like I was straight competition. Like <laughs> I was like, I really didn't have a lot of friends. Like I had a couple like deal and stuff like that, but I was just straight competition. Like if you were, if you was in my age bracket, like I was trying to kill you. Not even age bracket, but like, you know what I'm saying? A newcomer, like I was trying to, I was trying to destroy you. Um, and then I say about not by chance time when I dropped my first album, um, I just kind of had a different like approach, like different people were talking to me and uh, I just kind of grew in that area. And so I just started spending a lot of time with them. And then um, at first, like Paris was probably the first guy that like I really got close with. Um, everyone else I'm close with, but like Paris was in my wedding type stuff. So um, we just got close quick. And um, yeah, I think it's just natural. Like now, like we kind of just know, like we all have different lanes. And um, like, I think we're kind of comfortable in what we do the lanes that we have like rg has a i don't make no type of music like rg rg don't make no type of music like deal you know what i'm saying they don't make music like me so yeah i just think it's kind of like us realizing that and also like taking notes from like the ogs and stuff because that's that's something that derek been telling me from the grit like man like y'all gotta come together whatever and i wasn't trying to hear it but you can ask like, i was not trying to hear it i was like man i'm cool <laughs> i'm about to just be doing my thing but I think it's all going to that now. So it's dope. It's dope. It, it's really funny you mentioned that because I was going to say back in 2018, when I did that interview with you, when we were talking about collaboration, this is an exact quote, what you told me. You said, I ain't with the foolery. I'm not compromising. I'm in my own lane. You don't ever see me just being with someone because it's cool. I'm really in my own lane. I'm happy about that. I don't have to be seen with anyone's favorite rapper to know my worth to God. That's the place I'm trying to stay. Still giving people God, still giving people my life, all that, and giving people hope. So I was going to ask you what changed, but you kind of, you just explained it. So it's, it's funny. And yeah, it is yeah. funny. I that mean, you I still, yeah. Go ahead. I sound mad in that for sure, but <laughs> I still, <laughs> some, some of that is still true though. Like, I think, I think at that time, like, because all of us, younger was coming up like the new generation like I feel like a lot of people was just like looking for cosigns and because I didn't have those certain cosigns and CHH or whatever people saw me differently and so I was definitely tight about it but uh <laughs> I think uh now yeah like you said like what changes just like growth like getting older like you know what I'm saying I was I was 19 so yeah. I'm like 22 23 now it's like I know that's not a big difference but to me like it's just 
it's, it's a big difference because I've grown a lot in the past years. And so I think <clears throat> the best thing that I've done is like collaborate on music because before it was just all me, like me and the, me and the producer, like, I don't, I don't want to hear a word that you have to say about a song that I'm doing or nothing. Like that, that's how it was. But now not like that. Like I feel like music is collaboratory. So um, it's dope. I like doing music, like, collaborating yeah and the trajectory like lines up perfectly because you came to to that rapzilla event that we had did in atlanta when right. not by chance came out yeah and i interviewed yeah. you on the rooftop and you were like super promo mode every time i asked you a question you were like oh by the way not by chance not oh, by God. chance not by chance but but you know there were so many other rappers there and you were like among everybody and talking and everybody yeah. performed and then so many collaborations came out of that so i was like wow like, that was literally that was literally that was the point like, the point yeah, right yeah, that was the point that was the point i had just came back because rg had just did saint holy tour um and he invited me out to miami like he just flew me out to miami um or orlando orlando to um like be a special guest or whatever and so i was just chilling with them all out there we drove we drove i drove with them to to atlanta for that event so like at that moment like we was just that's when it was changing for me. Like, so that's crazy. Yeah, that's dope. Glad uh, we could be a small a small part of your <laughs> maturing into a, amazing collaborations. Push up, push up. All right, cut. First, still speaking on collaborations, Mr. A.A. A. Ron. Yeah. Yes, we want to talk about, you know what I'm saying? You and Pavis was collaborating on Above Me. You addressed some of the rah-rah that cats be talking, you know what I mean, on across social media and decided to know that you heard everything, but you decided to take the high road. Man, you so mature, you know what I'm saying? Now, you also talk a lot of goat talk on Twitter. You talk a lot of goat talk. I talk a lot of goat talk? Yeah, bro, as you have gathered. Yes, sir. But sometimes, you know what I mean, I be feeling, because, you know, you begin to accolade, you like, hey, bro, you know what I'm saying? Bet you can't do it like me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? when you gather so many accolades and you reach such a high level at such a young age, as an artist, how do you navigate the thin line between being confident and being proud? Um, yeah, so I think, like, so going back to, I'll, I'll address the two things you said. So the Twitter thing, like I do be getting tight because I be feeling like, like not y'all, cause y'all, y'all, Rapzilla don't be really doing no like list like that, except uh freshman list, which is like, I'm not a freshman, so. You already made that, so like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you've so been there like, already. But, but there'd be sites that be like, I don't know, you talking about like top guys or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And they just be forgetting about me type, you know what I'm saying? And so that's that's usually where that stems from. Like it, I I'll see something, and then I'll I'll make a tweet. <laughs> I and I might go back and delete it, but if I'm still feeling the next day, I'll keep it up. So that that'd be the Twitter stuff. Like I'll be I'll be seeing lists and stuff like that. And I'll be like, bro, what is going on? Like, anyways, above me, I was like I'm. I think wrapping it up of like where I'm at now. Like I think I said all I needed to say on above me. I'm like yo, like, it's all above me now. Like, I, I I felt this way, you know what I'm saying? I felt like y'all been asleep. I felt like I've done all these things and y'all kind of sleeping on it. But at the end of the day, which is answering your question of like, like confident, confidence and prideful, it's like, I know that God, you know what I'm saying? God is proud of me. So whatever people, whatever people may say, whatever sites may say, whatever, um, I know God's proud of me of what I'm doing. And so I could just, you know what I'm saying, be confident of that and let the other stuff pass by me. So that's really what above me was about. Like just talking about getting to this new place of where like, okay, all this stuff is above me now. So yeah. Which is a like it's a not to go back in, but like it's a it's a tricky line to do though, like being confident and being proper just because we're artists, like everywhere we're going, people are telling us that we're dope, you know. So um, I mean, facts plus rap is a competitive sport yeah you know right, i mean right. like if, if you're if you're on a record with somebody you ain't you're not trying to be like yo i'm gonna be the wackest on there you're like nah, not, yeah i'm trying to be the crack. your boots sir i'm proud right. see you know i mean i'm finna i'm then i'm finna roast yeah. they're gonna run my joint back they're gonna go back to the lines and it's really not you it's really i feel like as 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 like an artist it's not you 
trying to be prideful. It's you saying, I'm going to give God my best while a brother that I believe in the talent so much that I want to make sure that, that we keep pace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Well, on a, on a similar note to Cut's question, uh, Aaron, on the song Front Row, you spit the line, if I could, I would take the money without the fame. So I wanted to address that for a second and ask you, what was the moment where you realized there was a degree of celebrity to your artistry? It wasn't just this pure art form. And what effect did that realization have on the way that you've chosen to conduct yourself while making music? Um, yeah, I think... I don't know what the point was where I, where I felt like there was a point of celebrity, but I just know like writing that line, it was kind of like, I get sick of being on sometimes, you know? Like, like I went to the mall with my, with my wife in Nashville. Like, and I don't, I don't get stopped a lot, but like, if I go to the mall, like I get stopped and I be kind of tight cause I be in like my slides, you know what I'm saying? Like I be just trying to chill. Like I go to the grocery store, like, and unmatching like shirts and a hoodie like I'm not trying to be taking pictures so it's like <laughs> sometimes it'd be just getting annoying like I like it sometimes but sometimes it's just like dang like I just kind of want to not worry about if I'm you know saying there's someone there that I have to because because perfect 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 example like so boom I'm at this show like a month ago like I'm at this show I'm chilling backstage but it's one of those backstages where it's like like you can kind of see us like so it's a it's a doorway so people are walking by they're trying to see inside of the tent and stuff like that um and i'm kind of sitting in there dolo but there's these two guys sitting there that's not supposed to be in there like they snuck they snuck in the tent so i'm trying to be nice and all that stuff but i kind of like got this defensive vibe because i'm like man they're not supposed to be in here it's kind of weird because i got my band with me they trying to change like all that kind of vibe and like fans walk by and they see me and you know what I'm saying they wave at me I wave back but I kind of just like focus on making sure my people is comfortable and like it, it came back out later in the day like they had got upset because I guess a facial expression I made you know what I'm saying when I waved at them it was like I still waved at them but a facial expression because I was focused on you know making sure my people was good made them kind of feel some type of way so I had to make that better it's just stuff like that where it's like man, I wouldn't have to worry about that if I, you know what I'm saying, wasn't famous or, you know, so it's like, I don't know, it's it's tough because I do feel like I'm, I'm called to be here and, you know what I'm saying, I, I love what I do and I feel like God, you know what I'm saying, has me in this position for a reason, but sometimes it'd be like, man, I'll just get the money from my family and make music and not be famous kind of thing. It'd be feeling like that, so. On Cook. You mentioned not wanting to end up like Lenny Cook. Can you explain to people who Lenny Cook is and why you don't want to go down that path? You, do you know who Lenny Cook is? Nah, bro. That's what I asked. I, didn't ask, bro. Nah, I, just, I knew you was asking for the people. So I didn't know if you knew that. Okay. Well, nah, I, had nah. to, I had to do the Google search beforehand. I was hoping you did cut right. You did. Well, listen, you know my day is filled with rap, chicken, and comic books, bro. That's it. I know nah, it's all it's all good. I was just checking because some people know they just ask for the people, but well, um, yeah, give for the people because most people probably wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, nah, a lot of people don't know, which I, I kind of like that. Um, but so Lenny Cook was um like ranked higher than LeBron James in high school. So like when LeBron was on St. Vincent St. Mary, Lenny Cook was ranked higher than him in high school. Um so there's this documentary on him. Um, you can find it on YouTube. It's called, I think it's called Lenny or something like that. <clears throat> you can just look up Lenny Cook movie or whatever. But um, <clears throat> you see in the movie, which is crazy, he's from Virginia. So when I when I realized he was from Virginia, I was like, oh, I got to do this. Because um, I had the idea, but I was like, being two or two now, I got to do it. Um, but I remember there was a point in time where I was getting like that teenage phase and my pops was like, just throwing me documentaries to watch. So I watched Benji, I watched Land, the Land Bias John, and this was one of the ones. But in this movie, you see Lenny was at all the camps, you know what I'm saying, that the ABCD camps, the Nike camps, the Adidas camps, you know, um, but he was like goofing around. So he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to work out. He wasn't, he wanted to party, like you see all that. And so, so by the end of the movie, he he enters for the draft and he doesn't get drafted. And then 
it shows in the end of the movie, like him like out of shape, you know what I'm saying? Like got a bunch of kids and you know, he's going to see Mello at the in in the um, Madison Square Garden, like because Mello used to look up Lenny Cook. So he went to the Madison Square Garden and saw Mello and you know what I'm saying, Mello doing his thing while he in the Knicks and he bruh, Lenny looking crazy, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so that was just scary for me because I was like, man, like Brett had all the potential in the world, but just because he didn't work, like didn't reach his full, you know what I'm saying, potential. Um, and so that's why I was like, I had to cook. I didn't want to end up like Lenny Cook. So it's like, I don't want my potential. I don't want my, you know what I'm saying, the things that God placed in me. Because you can be talented all you want, but if you don't put that work with it, like you're not going to make it anywhere. Um, and so, yeah, that's what the song is talking about, like not getting comfortable, not letting my talent like outbeat my work ethic, um, all that. And then the other line of that is, which is you hear Jared Sanders at the beginning talking about like, uh, the I'm from Virginia where ain't nothing to do but cook. That's a clip song um, called Virginia, where it's like, I'm from Virginia where ain't nothing to do with cook. They was talking about drugs, but I'm like, I'm, I'm talking about cooking, like <laughs> working, you know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah. Talking about legends like LeBron and now Lenny Cook, but also this idea of potential. I want to latch on to that for a second. Um, so even though clearly the net of like who makes hip hop and where they're from has clearly expanded, it's not just like New York and California anymore. I'm not sure Virginia is at the top of anyone's mind when you ask them. I see the way you look. I, I, I no disrespect to Missy. No, I, I was trying to hear what you were saying, but then I got, it's not on everybody's list. Okay. Yeah, it's not everyone. Virginia's not everyone's radar. No, right. no disrespect to Missy LA, no disrespect to Pharrell, no disrespect to the clips at all. Keep um, going. Go on. Yeah, but what are some of the, the particular sort of regional experiences from growing up in VA that you carry into your music? And do you take notes from any of those legends like Missy, like the clips, like Pharrell, when you're, when you're creating? Yeah. Um... For sure. So I think, I think for me, it was kind of different because um, like growing up, going back to what we was talking about before, like I was kind of dolo. Like it wasn't really like a, it wasn't really like a Virginia scene, like when I was making music far as like in my area. So it was me and my pops. Like that's, that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? um but far as like as I've gotten older and I've realized like the people that's come from it it's just crazy like it goes and this might be controversial but Chris Brown is from there you know what I'm saying uh Trey Songs is from there Pharrell like you said Timbaland um Missy um Teddy Riley like there's so many people and then go to sports we got AI the best point guard ever and then we got um Michael Vick you know what I'm saying like we got crazy people and so I think, I think far as like musically, um, Virginia, like it's not really more so like I don't have Virginia sounding music or I don't think Virginia has a sound of music. It's just more so like people that's come out of the city that's kind of made their own lane. And I think, I think that's kind of what it is for me. Like, and I always wanted to put light on that because, you know, that's, I mean, that's what the, besides showing love to Virginia, like the whole the whole album is really talking about remembering where you came from because for me um like in 2020 when I started making the album like I, I wanted to quit like because like all the pandemic stuff and all that stuff like I was like man like let me go get a real job like all the people told me when I was you know what I'm saying going to high school um but I feel like that was because I was looking at what was in front of me you know what I'm saying instead of remembering where God brought me from um and so from there, like that's that's what helped me keep like keep going because it's like when you think about the things that God brought you from, it like it helps you keep going. Um, so yeah, not to get on that road, but I hope I answered your question. Absolutely, man. You're doing your home and your people proud. Nah, appreciate it. After leaving Virginia, you you moved in with Cannon for a little bit, <laughs> for a couple yeah. of years, right? In Nashville, yeah, you're not. How do I know that? If yeah. You, I if you watch, you guys were like always together in lives. You was okay. you guys were always like invading each other's uh lives. I think you told me that too. What what I was gonna ask though is is living with Canon and having kind of like that older mentor at your disposal for a long time, helping you like grow into the man that's now married. You know how how important 
you know, was that for you? If maybe it wasn't important, but, but like how, you know, how did that whole thing like work out that, like, you know, became like a pivotal moment in your life? Yeah. Um, I think it was important in different ways, like probably not the way that you're thinking, but I think because of the season that it was, it was important because I, my pops like was like, I'm gone at 18. Like that was his whole thing. Like I had, I had a thousand, I had a thousand dollars. That was it. And I moved, I asked Ken if I could stay with him. And he was like, yeah. So I paid Ken rent. So it was just like the, the season of like, just figuring out everything um, and not totally being solo. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think, I think it was important like that him and his wife, like, really helped me a lot just so of learning things and um, yeah I think it's just regular life stuff rather than music stuff so it's probably not the answer you were looking for no that's actually what I was trying yeah. to get at like how not that canon helped you be become a man per se yeah. but like but it was a very key point right. yeah right right yeah. and then you got to watch him interact with his wife and now you so get to be married yeah and well I'll say this for about canon like I, I learned patience from Kenny. Because Kenny, like, he different when it comes to patience. Like, I'm still not, like, he was very patient <laughs> a lot, like, when dealing with his wife and all that stuff. Not to say Rich, like, Rich is crazy or nothing. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, his his level of patience and everything, he was just patient with her the whole way. So Throughout this album, I heard an underlying theme of being grateful for grace showing up in your life. Has it taken yeah. a while for you to land in a place of gratitude? And what's it been like to be able to share that journey in this way? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it I think it took a while. I think just because of, like I said, growth and maturity, like just getting older and realizing, like, man, like I'm not supposed to be here. And I know I said that, and if I can be honest, like I had a song shouldn't be here, but I don't think it really resonated until now. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, of just like <clears throat> having relationships with, you know what I'm saying, artists and stuff like that. Like a, a part of that was, was prideful. Like a part of that was like, man, like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna deal with these people cause I'm too hot type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it was definitely that type of vibe. And so when I was even thinking like, I'll talk about that a little bit in chances. Like when I was thinking about that, I was just like, man, like, some of these dudes don't even have to be friends with me because I, I probably like treated them a certain way, like coming up when, you know, um, the whole nine. And so, yeah, I think I'm just at a place now where it's like, man, I'm grateful where God has me and I'm grateful for where he's going to take me. And I think before I was on a wave of like, man, I'm grateful, but I'm just always looking for that next thing, that next thing, you know what I'm saying? That next. Yeah. So I had a question about, you know, they can't uh, can't choose a side, right? I feel like this record is something that a lot of people can relate to. But I think as people that, as we become more successful, it becomes easier not only to question the motives of those around you, but also your own motives, especially when social media comments tend to become the anchors uh, on your heart. You know, you kind of get to the place where you start to ask the hard questions as you find your center and recalibrate your way of thinking. Um, what did the process of recalibration look for you? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, can't choose a side. I honestly didn't put it on the record. I, I, I didn't want to put it on the record at first because it was just one of those personal ones. Like I was just in my room and I wrote that song, I wrote that whole thing. And I think it's like you said, just a relatable factor of, and it, it don't even have to be like success. For me, it was successful being successful and um, trying to really, really trying to help people and really trying to, you know what I'm saying, build relationships with people, but some people just have terrible motives, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, man, I can't tell if this person is for me or is this person just using me to get to the level that they want to get to, you know? Um, so that that was the can't choose side for me. Like I can't choose like, because there is a, there is a point of showing people grace, like God shows us grace, but it's like, where where is that line and i'm still trying to figure that out like where's the line of showing these people grace and cutting these people off because it's like part of me like oh me just want to cut people off be like oh you show me who you are like i'm good on you 
but there is a part of me which is you know what i'm saying the holy spirit in me of like man okay there's some point where i have to show some grace um because i just think like sometimes if you if you're working with people or whatever and they're kind of not at the position that they want to be they look like not even on purpose but they look they look at everything like oh this is my this is my next shot this is my next thing you know what i'm saying and it causes friction because i'm like man i'm just working i'm just you know what i'm saying trying to have fun i'm just trying to look out for everybody whatever and it gets to a place where it's like man no nah, you ain't do this like you and i'm like oh this kind of makes me feel like you just wanted this because you want to be at that level or you want to you know what i'm saying retire off <laughs> my record or something you know uh so so yeah that's kind of what i was talking about but i feel like it could be anything like it's it's kind of like that movie or not that movie but movies and tv shows of like when they have an angel on one side and a demon on the other side you gotta kind of figure out which one you want to choose that day and so that's really what it's about so yeah all right man that's the questions now it's game number two <laughs> all right now we're gonna we're gonna test your trivia on some things Okay. So, so Eli, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, Aaron, this is the this, part. Wait, wait. Let me let me prepare. Is this CHH trivia or is this what? So, I was actually gonna get into that. It's, so, this okay. is gonna be a mix of trivia about Virginia, okay, about your label, and a little oh. bit about CHH. Okay. okay. I, was I hope I don't. I hope, I hope I don't fail in the Virginia because that'll be. Bad. <laughs> it's 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 a little bit of a deep cut, so no shame if you do. Scale of one right, to ten, how right. you feeling right now? I'm feeling good. I'm, right. I'm like a seven, eight. I'm nervous. Perfect. All right, we have seven questions, so that works. All right. All right <laughs> Question one: How many states border Virginia? And if you can't name how many, name all the one. Name as many as you can that do. Is it? Five? It is five. Can you name them? Um, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, I'm not gonna get this. I'm for sure gonna get this. Tennessee. Is Kentucky on there? Yep, Kentucky. Okay. Um, let me think. Ah. If you can get one more, and then I'll, I'll, I'll West, is it West Virginia? West Virginia, yeah, there you go. Call right there. Hey, okay, I'm kind of good. That's that's like the best first response to, to this. Give game. him the other two. Give him the yeah, ones yeah. you missed. Uh, what are we looking at? We're looking at North Carolina and Maryland. Mm, I could have, I could have got those if I thought. It's all good. It's all good. That's all right. Good. Question two: What is the primary color of Virginia's flag? I want to say, I know what it looks like, but I want to say it's blue because, it blue. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, because it's like the blue and then it's the, it's the white man putting his foot over the other white man on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right. I think this is going to be the last Virginia question. All right. This one actually has a historical bend to it. So let's see. The first bank run by a woman named St. Luke Penny Savings Bank was founded in Richmond, Virginia in 1903. Who founded it? This was, this was a super deep cut. Yeah, that's crazy. It's not a person from Virginia, is it? Or is it? I didn't I actually don't have that note. I don't know if she was from okay, Virginia. Okay, okay, okay. Um, ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, Maggie Lena Walker who was also notably a black woman who did it during Jim Crow segregation. Mm, that's crazy. Wait, that's not like Madam CJ Walker, right? Is that, is that? I actually don't know. It might be. Okay. Okay. I don't know. That's okay. crazy though. That's what's up. Pretty dope. I'm All right. Two for, two for three. Good. Two for three is good. All right. So we'll transition a little bit into more music specific stuff. Uh, let me give you a little bit of Goatee Records. So when was Goatee Records founded? 19, <laughs> uh, I want to say 80s, 
It's not 80s. A little later, a little later. It's 90s? In the 90s. Ah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. 94. 94. I was going to say 93. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was 80s for sure. That's crazy. All right, bet. Trying to trying to date your man Sobe, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Can you name five alumni from Goatee Records and three of your label three of your label mates? Um, like name them separately. Separately, yeah. Um, John Rubin, Ritz, Reliant K, uh, Jamie Grace, uh. And this counts because finding favor is not there anymore. So finding favor. Uh and you can also go Holland five two, but she's not there anymore. Um, so three of my label mates now, Tarion, um, Ryan Stevenson, Cochran and Co. Yes, sir. All right. And then another another alumni. Uh, birds, no, the birds, no, birds was hard. <laughs> birds was hard. <laughs> he slept though. All right, let's move on. Okay, so Aaron, this is ones you're wondering about. It's about your biggest achievement yet, or one of them at least. Last year, you won the double award for new artist of the year. Yeah. Which other Christian hip hop artist won a dove in 2014 for best artist overall, being the only one? From the hip hop category to ever win best artist. Oh, crap. It was crap. Yeah, absolutely. All right. This one, that was, yeah, that was an easy one. All right. This I'll, help one you out. I'll help you out here. I know I know all the answers to this one. Eli. Yeah, yeah. This ask one, the question. Justin's edition. I'm a little young for this one. So I, uh, I'm going to ask Can you sing the chorus of DC Talks I Love Rap Music? No. Not happening. <laughs> Do you know it though? No. It's not happening. <laughs> All I know is uh, uh, Jesus Freak. That's it? Yeah, I didn't right. know DC Talk, brother. Yeah, but, you know, I thought you'd go back. I mean, you know. I did. I watched, a, I watched a couple of documentaries, but not to where I know I I love rap or whatever you, the song is called. You saw them per- perform on the cruise, though, right? How was that? That was hard, though. That was fire. And... It, like I didn't know none of the songs. I knew Jesus Freak, but just the fact of like the nostalgia, because I I looked at the um like I said I watched a couple of documentaries and they was crazy. Like you know what I'm saying, Jay Leno, whole nine. They were going stupid. Um, as big so, as we think like Lecrae is now for our space, like they were. Yeah, yeah, that. they were way yeah yeah. So like being in that joint, and then they showed they had a crazy like intro video, and then they came out that joint was cold. But yeah, I don't know about that song. All right. So I just I just need to know, since you're around Toby all the time, on songs that Toby does rap, what, what do you think is his best rap verse? His best rap verse? Yeah. What song? Uh, I don't know, but it's probably from that album, uh, you know, the one, the orange cover where he's kind of like yeah. That's his it's first probably, one. Probably that one. Because, yeah, I'll be talking about... I, t- I talked to him about that on the John. He had some John on there that was kind of like a Lauryn Hill reference. And I was like, I didn't know he was doing that. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I would say from that album. I don't know the... I don't know. All right, I'll, I'll leave you alone. It's just me being old. Um, all right, so here's... Uh, now we're going to we're gonna do a little walkthrough on your album. You could be kind of brief about the songs because we're, you know, we're getting kind of late on the time uh and we we actually spoke about a few of the songs already so we could skip over those but you open the album with try again so can you talk a little bit about that song in particular yeah um try again it's just kind of going through the whole um concept of what i was talking about and like really being grateful for god giving us chances and you know what I'm saying? Not getting it right on the first time, but being able to try again. So I'm trying to be brief. I could go for days about songs. So yeah, I mean, you don't have to be super like if you have something like like poignant or like super important to tell about it or something that would be cool, like you could say that. Yeah. But okay. 
Yeah, I think I think that's kind of it's just like yeah, it was just a way of like opening the album, setting the tone for the album um, in a different way because I feel like I usually like I only have one of the album, but like it's either like a song song or you know what I'm saying like just bars and so for me it, it was just a different way to start the album musically sonically so yeah All right. dope and we're very curious about you know what you have to say about weapon and depending on what your answer is uh cut right will have a, a follow-up question so go ahead <laughs> I, <didn't know. laughs> I already know <laughs> he's a troublemaker i already know uh but uh nah so weapon Weapon is really, if you look at it, it's about like your mind being a weapon. So on the first verse is more so about um, just like the the negative side of my brain of like, man, this stuff happened and I could be way further if this if these things didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? And just telling my story and telling like where I came from. And I don't know. Not I don't want to say totally negative because it kind of wraps up and I kind of like you know what I'm saying, bring it full circle towards the end of the verse. Um, but then it's like the second verse is really talking about like the positive side of your brain. It's like, which what I was talking about, like when I went to quit, like you have, you have a negative and you have a positive of like, yo, this is, you know what I'm saying? This is how, this, there's situations that happen, but I can choose to, to look positively at it and look at where, you know what I'm saying? These, these negative things that happen made me to who I am today. So, yeah. Word, word. I heard when I heard a weapon, bro. Yeah, you know I mean, there was shots fired off there, man. Now, yeah, the entitled with how you open with the shout about the whole Miss Bag situation. You know what I mean? Um, I know that, yeah. you know, on, on the real, I know that things like that, um, saying constrain relationships and change the way that you trust people in this industry. Yeah. Um, the two questions that I had was, did your past label situation make you a little hesitant? Uh, with regards to signing with Goatee. Uh, and the second question was, that the truth know about this record prior to its release or were you addressing it in a way that Matthews 18, 15 through 17 uh, addresses meaning speaking? That you spoke to him in private, you spoke with witnesses and he wasn't trying to hear you. So you're airing it out to everybody type thing. You know what I mean? Nah, so <clears throat> I'll answer the first question first because honestly, you're the first people to ask me about it. Um, I think everybody's kind of been scared to ask about it. I <laughs> scared, bro. I already know. I knew, I knew, <laughs> I knew when I first got on, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna ask about it. Um, but yeah, so I did, I did, I sent it to Truth before. Um, and we kind of we talked about it. Um, he wasn't really with it. Um, but I just think for me, like for the story's sake, like I like I had to, you know what I'm saying? Like. I, I, the line, the I knew the line was whatever. Like the people was gonna go crazy about the line, but really, it's really talking about the other stuff. It's like, you know, what I'm saying, I'm like, dang, if I would have, if this would have happened, how it should have happened, which is what I'm talking about, like negative side of my brain. If this would have happened, like it should have happened, like, dang, maybe I could have bought my mom's house by now. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I could have, you know, what I'm saying, pay my aunt back for all the. You know what I'm saying sacrifices that she put on my life like it was it was more so about that like Dana and and then talking about right after you know I was saying like maybe I I jumped the ball just signing you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying like God had grace on me me getting out of that situation when he really probably didn't even want me in that situation you know what I'm saying in the first place but he had grace on me for me to be able to get out me able to get on goatee you know what I'm saying like I am now um, so that's really what the verse was about. Of course, everybody likes drama, so <laughs> they're going to go to the line. But it's like really what it's about was what I was telling truth. Like, it's about that. It's about like, man, how we make certain decisions sometimes because we're not patient, because we want to do things our own way. And, you know what I'm saying? Second verse is talking about like, hey, like God had grace on me because of where I'm at today. But sometimes it don't go out like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so to answer your question, yeah, I talked to him about it. Um, he wasn't with it, but that's where, it, like, I just wanted to, I had to do it for the story kind of thing. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't really, like, to me, it wasn't really, like, truth per se, because, you know what I'm saying, he, I signed because of truth, of course, but, but it's like, it's a whole corporation that goes into that, inside of that, so it's like, whatever. Um, answer your question about goatee, 
I don't think I was hesitant to sign on goatee because I was just hungry and trying to get mine, you know? So it was like, when I got to the point where, cause I honestly, I had goatee first and Toby was just saying like, he wanted to not put me out till I was 18 and I wasn't with it. Again, rushing, not being patient, you know what I'm saying? So it was really a self-reflection thing on me. Like I wasn't being patient. So this ended up this way, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I signed with truth and that didn't go how it was supposed to go, which God was teaching me a bunch of things, which is what I said in the song. And then God had grace on me because Toby just called back and was like, man, I really feel like, you know what I'm saying? You're supposed to, you're supposed to be here, blah, 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 blah. And then I went through a whole the artist development process. Um, and then came out when I was 18 or right on time. So. Dope, man. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, so we spoke about Above Me. We spoke about uh, Front Row. So what about the song Chances? Yeah, we talked a little bit about that too, but. We did. We can, we can skip that one then. And we did Can't Choose a Side. We did all four of those. All right. So what about, what about Leave Me? Yeah. <clears throat> Leave Me probably my favorite. Um, not just because Jay, Jay Moss on that joint. Like, that joint crazy to me. <laughs> um, he, uh, he was just rocking what I was doing. And so we kind of just connected in. I, I like to, like we were talking about before, like now I like to build with people before uh, I do records. So like me getting cool with Jay Moss wasn't just so he can get on the song. It was because I was trying to actually be cool with him, you know? Um, and then it just so happened <clears throat> that I got a song for him. And just talking about Leave Me, bro. It's like, I feel like, again, that's something everybody can relate to because it's like, it's again, talking about like, people and being nervous of like, man, like I can put my all into this person. And you know what I'm saying? When it gets hard for me, they could leave me. Like there's a lot of people trying to be friends with me now because you know what I'm saying? I'm successful and stuff like that. But like when it's not my time anymore and I'm, I'm 40, you know what I'm saying? And I'm barely doing anything. Like I'm just kind of chilling with my family. Like, am I going to still have the same friends around kind of thing? Um, and so, yeah, that's one of my favorite because I feel like, again, it, it relates to so many people and it, it makes you realize like how much we need God because he's the one that never changes. And he's the one that's when I am 40, it's like, he's the one that's, I'm still going to have a relationship with at the end of the day. So that's why it ends up with the, I need you at the end. So. Bro, what's up with all this dirty 40 talk, bro? Don't be talking dirty about 40, bro. I'm creeping sorry, up. Sorry. It's sorry. the end of your life. We walk into the valley of the shadow of death. We I mean, was going to say, he's calling you guys old. You're all pushing. Listen, forward, I'm, right? No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, relax. I just nah. turned 33. Relax. Relax. Nah, nah, nah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, if I'm doing music at 40, like, I'm mad singing. Like, it's it's really not about to be bars, bars like that <laughs> at 40. Like, I'm going to be, hopefully, I'm in arenas singing type of awesome. Toby Kirk Franklin type vibe. Yeah, I was gonna say, look at look at Toby. What is he like, fifty seven, something yeah, yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. So it's not a it's not a say to that. I'm just saying, like, right. It's kind of slowed down. So like for Toby, it's like he got the people that's been rocking with him since he was, you know, what I'm saying just leaving DC talk. So it's like it's not really new people now that's really trying to holler at them unless they just trying to get signed to go T, you know. Um, so that that was my point. All right. Speak, hey, speaking of Toby, you got the the track "Like You" is next with with him and and Torin Wells. Yeah, give us a little something about that one. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I think "Not by Chance" was like I I came out and I was doing all the radio songs. I think "Not by Chance" was like uh, I'm not worried about radio. And then I think in the middle of there, I was trying to find a like just really trying to find who I am, you know? And I think Like You was just a natural song that happened. Like I was just talking with Torin and, you know what I'm saying? Torin had a couple ideas and we we made that song and we put Toby on it because we just, like, we thought he would kill that bridge or whatever. Um, but it's like, it was one of those natural things. Like, I feel like before, like, like if you listen to my other my other radio songs that did well, like it kind of it kind of sounds like this is this version of Aaron Cole and then there's a rap version of Aaron Cole you know what I'm saying but like I feel like on this album like it kind of all came together of like no nah, like this is all who I am because if you listen to leave me and it goes into like you I feel like it flows and then it ends like you and it goes into cook and it all flows together but on Virginia boy like 
one more day is not flowing into handmade like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, that still be cringing me, like, when I listen to that. So uh, I think it's just all part of, like, growth again, like, just figuring it out and figuring out, you know what I'm saying, who I am. Because I, I battle with, okay, I'm just a rapper. You know, I battle with, okay, I'm just a singer. You know, it's like, nah, like, that's this all makes who I am, you know? So that's... All right. So, so, <clears throat> so we did cook. Uh, so what about Miracle? That's my second favorite. <laughs> uh, I think just because I ain't heard somebody say Miracle in a while, which I was kind of mad because right before I dropped Miracle, uh, Elevation and Maverick dropped that Million Little Miracles, John. I was, bro, it stole my thunder, bro. It was right before Miracle came. Like, when I got Miracle, bro, I was so late. I was like, bro, so many people have not said Miracle in a minute like this is the one like this is it like it, it's just got like a dope vibe to it and i feel like everybody can relate to it like man everybody has a miracle in their life you know what i'm saying whether to outside people is small or to outside people is big like you have a miracle of you still being here and so yeah i was kind of tired about that but it's still like one of my favorite songs because it's just again going with the whole grateful theme of like where i'm at today so yeah miracle Miracle kind of slept on. I still want that to go viral on TikTok. No cap. <laughs> All right. What about Bristol Lights? Bristol Lights. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Bristol Lights is, I think I was, I got the beat, but I got the beat, like, on my way home driving to Bristol. And I, like, when I made it to Bristol, like, you get, you know, there's this whole big old sign, like, the Bristol sign or whatever. And it lights up at night, you know. And I was thinking about that, but the whole the whole concept of this is like the whole city is not like it's small, like it's not nothing like regular cities or people rapper town, you know what I'm saying? Like New York, it's nothing like that. Um, but like everybody just kind of like working, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that's why I was like, it ain't pretty, but we working. It's like it's not pretty right now, but it's gonna get pretty. Like, I want to put that on my shirt. It's not pretty right now, but it's going to get pretty. No cap. Um, so, yeah, that's just a little bit about that. Okay, then we got to slow down. Yeah. So, how I said it at my uh, my listening party, I was like, I made slow down when I wasn't married. Now, I'm married now, so I don't got to slow down. So, that's all it's about. <laughs> Simple. Uh, what about 84? Yeah. So, 84. Um I think it's just kind of like a bit, you know what I'm saying? Talking about, again, talking about um, the wrestle that I had with the industry, the wrestle that I had with who I am as a person, the wrestle that I had with being a singer, being a rapper, you know, all that. Um, and just saying, like, regardless of all these little technicals, like, I'm going to just get his music, my heart, get the people, you know what I'm saying, that I'm called to reach my heart. And I said it till I'm 84. Hopefully I live longer than that, but it just sounded cool for the song. So. That's dope, man. And uh closing out the album is Only You. Yeah. Featuring only, Jerry. Yeah, Only You is kind of like a like a bonus track because it came out um last year. But I think it fit with the whole album of like the whole concept of wrapping it up of like, man, really <clears throat> God is the reason this whole thing, you know what I'm saying, can go. And it's the gas to, to my engine. And so it's like, it's really the only guy that I need at the end of the day. So, all right, dope, man. So, one final game, and then you are free to go. And this is testing uh, your memory of your own music. So, Luke, uh, take over from here. This is the run it back game. All right, yeah, this is, this is really fun for me. So, I got to go dig in the crates and pull up some old lyrics. Yeah. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to start rhyming one of your songs and we'll see like, so if you can just pick up where I leave off and just wrap the rest of the, or at least like kind of get through the rest of the verse, that's cool. If you can't do that, at least name the song that it is and what album it's on. Okay. Bet. All, right. All, right. All right. Let's see. All right. Here's the first one. Lord, you reign forever. Lord, oh, you reign forever. Snap. Lord, you provide forever. I'm on a long endeavor. 
That's crazy. Uh, well, you ain't forever. Lord, you for bow forever. I don't know the rest of the verse, but I know it's uh forever on 15. That's yep. crazy. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. It was crazy to go back. Like, I think I've, I feel like I grew with you, you know, so I forgot yeah. you were like a teenager when you first started, you know, it's so like you sound like a little kid, man. It's crazy. Oh, I, I cringe listening to that stuff. That's why I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's see if you can do this one. All right. Second one. These artists want my managers. These managers wanting me. I know we on our grind, but take several seats. <laughs> the artists want managers. Managers want me. I know we on our grind, Take several seats. I don't. Dang, I don't know the rest of the verse, but I know. Again, I know it's do what I gotta do. If I can yeah. be. Yeah. What was that on? If I can be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Now this last one is just my favorite song of yours. <laughs> okay. So this is. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, I think this song just goes crazy. I love this song. Uh, so this is the last one. Here we go. All I'm seeing now is King K's with no brain. Okay. All I'm seeing now is Kim K's with no brains. Dudes puzzling with their face with fake games. You think you want a front page, but no, you ain't. I don't know the rest of the rest again. You can check your switching lanes of Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weapons tucked like it's rush hour. No weapon. Rush hour. The clutch power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song's Uh, crazy. Yeah. Appreciate it. Sleeper. Yeah. They've been sleeping on that. Yeah, can't relate. Yeah, and the features on that song are crazy too. Caleb and the saga. Caleb and saga. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. They went crazy on that song. You know what's funny, Aaron? The the artists that we have on, the most difficult game is always having them say their own lyrics back to us. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Because you have so many songs, right? It's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. over time. And, and there's, those are songs that I don't perform. So like, I don't know the last time I performed 15. I don't know the last time I performed Do What I Gotta Do. And I def- I don't think I've ever performed Can't, can't Relate. So it's like... You're going on tour. You might have to like sneak in like eight bars of an interlude for something you'd be like yo where am i real like day one <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i got something like that but i only i think i only went back to if i could be honest and i didn't got no choice cool. be, that would be crazy though you you might yeah. you, you'll have like that one person in the crowd i know it i know it the whole verse, right that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Honest. yeah all right man so that's it there, there's only one more thing uh we need from you is wait 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 uh, wait 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 Hey, hey, Ron, yo, I, I, I got a question. Yeah, we can't end like that. Listen, right? So when you get in cabbage, is it coleslaw? <laughs> I don't even know coleslaw, man. <laughs> Aaron does not have a, a, a huge palate of foods. Didn't you, like, just try a hamburger? Yeah, not just in 2019, though, yeah. yeah that's what? just. That's just. How, how did you, all right, this is probably the most important question that we're going to ask. How did you avoid eating a hamburger until like three years ago? And why, why, what was, and what were you afraid I was of? On chicken. I was just on chicken. So growing up, like my parents, like my mom wasn't like the mom that like just cooked anything or whatever. Like it wasn't like that. Um, so it was kind of like whatever, when we came home, like it was whatever we wanted type vibe. Which sounds crazy now thinking back on it, but yeah, like it was like I had I had basketball practice and all that stuff. So it was like my mom wasn't like chefing this whole meal. It was just like, all right, what you want? All right, throw some Jones in the, you know what I'm saying, in the in the uh, oven or go get something type thing. So I never I just kind of stayed in my little my little box, which was chicken. Like that was kind of only made up meat I ate, except like breakfast, I would have bacon and sausage and stuff like that, but like pause but not uh <laughs> i never ate hamburgers now nah, or hot dogs i still haven't had a hot dog i might do that on Yo, get, get yourself bro. a hot dog with some coleslaw they Yo, actually listen. go together i'm bro, trying coleslaw coleslaw's not it no it's not that's not for nah, me nah bro you can't have it by yourself kfc got the banging coleslaw but listen you coming through to charlotte friday there's a joint called cookout you know the lookout for cookout bro you can get yeah. the- 
dogs with the chili and the slaw and the onions. It'd be whole new world. That's Come on, cut. Come on. When I go to cook out, I get the chicken. When I go to cook out, I get the chicken. With the chicken, man, you are. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. All right. And, of course, the final thing, you know, throw some plugs. You got your tour coming up. Anything else that you have coming or, yeah. or, or want to mention that we didn't talk about? Boom. Go listen to the album, Two Up, Two Down, everywhere that you stream music. Um, come to the Two Up, Two Down tour. Coming to Charlotte, Atlanta, Houston, Dallas, Richmond. Um, pull up, man. It's going to be dope. You know what I'm saying? Get your tickets now. A lot of people like to wait to get their tickets, but if it's sold out, don't hit my mind. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, dope man. So did you did you have fun? Was this very different? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I wish I was more prepared for the first game. Well, I you're mean, not supposed to be prepared. That then <laughs> then it becomes too easy. Nah, you're right. You're right. But I think I killed the other game, so we cool. <laughs> you did good. You did pretty good, man. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate your time. I know we went kind of long, but I oh, think we good. We good. Like you yeah. said, it was enjoyable. So it wasn't the same, man. When did you meet Toby Mac? So I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Are you you still getting those questions? <laughs> yeah, I'm like I say that every interview, interview, go watch an interview. So <laughs> appreciate y'all, man. All right, peace, man. Thank you. Uh, yes, sir.